Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19. Uh, this week we talk about Break This Safe, the new Apple Watch game I made, and I'll share some of the challenges that a designer building an app goes through. Hey, I made a game. I made something. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It isn't a surprise for anyone listening to this show. I've mentioned a couple times before, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't a secret. Like I held a open beta testing thing, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, but I finally shipped it, which uh, feels great. Like, uh, you know, it's it's awesome when you can ship things. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the times you just. Hold so on did to you it, retire like, yeah. off of the millions you made with this app now? Uh, no, but I bought a boat already. Oh, so, really? Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I'll retire, but at least I'll take a trip around the world on my boat for like, uh, I don't know, 10 years minimum. <laughs> oh, cool. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I yeah, will have the fine. Apple Watch 10 when you come back. Yeah, and then I'll make the break to save two <laughs> and buy another by, boat. <laughs> yeah, maybe by then you'll be able to do vibrations without having a sound that comes with it. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Ouch. Uh, yeah. So, okay, for people who are not familiar with this, I'll try to explain very quickly what, what break to safe is. So, it is a game for the Apple Watch uh, in where you have to break into this... A digital safe right so you know those safes where you have a little dial where you have to rotate it to enter the combination right of course. Um, like in any good action movie <laughs> there you go <laughs> so uh, you have to rotate the digital crown on your watch uh, to rotate this dial right and then when you are getting close to the answer you're going to start feeling some vibrations and then like one of the vibrations is going to be stronger than the others and that's the the right answer so you have like 30 seconds to find the three answers. Um, if you do, you win. If you make one wrong guess or if the time is up, uh, it's game over. <laughs> I've said this so many times now. Like I have the <laughs> script on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea of the game. Uh, the game is a free uh, download on the App Store. Um of course, I had to build the companion. I guess in this case, the iOS app is the companion app, which is funny. Uh-huh. Um, so, still, if you're building something for the watch, that's the way to do it, honestly. It. Yeah, right. Like if you're gonna build a watch app, like make it so much better than the iPhone version. Well, in that case, there is no iPhone version, really. But right, right. It's like it's uh, which is made for the Apple Watch, is what I meant to say. It is, and I even thought like about. Maybe having a port for the iOS, you know, because it's such a big market, mm-hmm. like huge compared to the watch. Um, and when the iPhone 6S uh, was introduced, the, you know, they has the new haptic uh, motor, right? So the vibrations are way more precise and way better. So I could technically do it, but then how would I translate the digital crown to it, right? Right. That's a bit, even like um, yesterday I had an Android developer uh, asking me like, you know, it was not asking for permission, but uh, talking about a port f- uh, for the Android Wear, whatever. Mm, cool. um, and I asked, like, how would you do it? Because uh, as far as I know, there are no no Android Wear devices that have mm-hmm. an analog to the digital crown, right? So, yeah, like, we're still talking. So uh, basically all of this to say that I really, now I can't think of a way to this to any other platform other than the watch right um and that was the whole idea like from from the beginning like this is just made for for the watch um so yeah i mean i i just wanted to share some of the like my journey uh you know i'm a designer like what i've been through building this um so the point is to share some of those stories Uh, i think there are a couple of interesting points uh and maybe share some advice to people who are in a similar position. I know that uh, I, I was listening to the, this podcast, um, Under the Radar, with Marco and David Smith. Um, and it was super helpful because uh, it, it was kind of funny that almost every episode 
I was like in that position. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> like there was this one episode where like, yeah, building apps. And I was like, yes. And then uh, <laughs> making the press kits and talking to press. And I was like in that position. I was like, right. yeah. And then I was like, after each oh, episode, shit, you're right. like, check. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right. Done. Right. Uh, and it was funny because there was this one episode where were they talking about app star rejections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I listened to Check. that like two days after I submitted to the app store and I got rejected. I was like, yeah, I should have waited. Uh, yeah. So uh, do you have like any specific question or should I just, you know, start? Um, so I don't remember if we talked about it privately or on the show, but what was like your initial, um, I, where did your initial idea come from? Uh, this is going to sound super fake. Um, but it's not, I, I swear this is the truth. The first time I saw the Apple Watch, like oh, the announcement on the keynote, mm-hmm. and then I saw the digital crown, uh, I thought like, this is like a safe, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I saw John Gruber's, um, like it was not a review, it was like first look, he had the hands-on uh, unit. Um, and he really like he he fell in love with the digital crown, the whole feel, how he feels to turn it, and yeah, like I immediately thought about the like yeah, this is look like a tiny safe with a little dial, but I never thought about building a game at that point, right? Um, and that changed uh, when uh, you know the this uh, Netflix show called Sense Eight. Yes, I have, I've brothers. never watched it though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You should watch it. Okay, so. Uh, on the first episode, um, there's this guy who's breaking the safe. <laughs> and the way he's doing it is like he has some headphones. Okay. Um, yeah. Like with the microphone on the safe itself, I guess. So he's turning the dial very slowly and like he's trying to listen, like hear the, the differences in the, you know, in the ticks. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah, he was yeah, super yeah. focused, like sweating, That's super what intense. Do, right? Like in real yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Uh, so like it was super intense moment. It was like, huh, this is like cool for that. You know, like I thought about the digital crown being the safe, like super cool to make like a game or something where you have to really feel or hear your way through. Um, and then very soon I had, uh, I had a trip. I, I went on a trip to London and it was one of those very rare places where I could actually buy a device because it was super short, the supply, like they didn't even have like watches in stock at Apple stores. So I found this uh, one store, uh, not an Apple, uh, Apple store, which was crazy. And I bought my watch. And on that same week, it was the WWDC where they announced uh, WatchOS 2. So as you do, I started watching some of the sessions. And I saw that um, now you can like access the haptic feedback, right? Yeah. So all of these... Be, like Everything pieces of this puzzle at the same time. yeah they all started to align i was like huh digital crown the safe a game haptic feedback yeah this would this be cool this is not three devices <laughs> this is a one apple watch game <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah i mean that's where the idea took shape took form and it wasn't like a couple of months after like i thought about this and I was still working at this old this other agency, so I you know had a couple iOS developers friends. So like I I mentioned this idea, like I talk about it, like hey, wouldn't this be cool? They were like, yeah, stop bothering me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, they're good people. Uh, so I like I keep talking about it, and uh, I keep like uh, trying to you know make uh, an iOS developer maybe build this with me right mm-hmm. was like hey wouldn't this be cool come on let's do it it's a game it's gonna be fun uh but they were like ios developers good ios developers are always busy so yep. yeah that didn't even like that never really happened <laughs> and there has to be so many people coming to them with like i have this great app <laughs> watch that idea or yeah, sorry, yeah i have this great app idea um <laughs> yeah that's like they listen, they hear that every day, probably. So I was just another one. Uh, but there was this one day where I don't remember exactly when, 
But I, I said like, hey, let's uh, me and this iOS developer friend, let's uh, like have a hackathon and you know go back to my place and just order pizza and like build a game. Because <laughs> I had the idea, like, come on, let's do it. And, um, and we did. We sat together and was like, okay, let's try to figure this out. So I explained. I had a very rough idea in my head mm-hmm. how the game would look. Uh, but yeah, like the basics, it would be you have a little round dial round shape and rotate the digital crown and it's going to rotate the rotate the, the image right right that's like step so your post one. goes into a lot of technical details um but i'm maybe even more interested in the design decisions that you made mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so what was your process designing for the watch um well it started out very <sighs> So I knew, even before I started coding this, I knew the watch was a very, uh, you know, a limited device. Like, it, it's not a fast device. Mm-hmm. So, and just taking cues from other apps that I was seeing and playing with it on my watch, like, I could see, like, everything is super simple. Make it the, the simplest possible with as least elements you can, right? Right. So I started designing something would be very, very simple and not that uh far ahead from the end result uh, but then like i immediately so i started reading the the hig and seeing like what apple you know it's not enforcing you well sometimes it is but like yeah they're guidelines what you should do so based on that and just using very native elements uh the design like took place and at this point i was only designing the like the gameplay the the dial itself right um, so it was way simpler than it ended up being because at the at that time I wasn't thinking of all of the gameplay elements that it would have. For example, it didn't have a timer uh, in the beginning. It didn't had the like the counter, so you have to find three answers. So you have one out of two, or I mean one out of three, two out of three. Yeah. So it didn't have that. So it was simply just a dial uh, with some more detail than it ended up being. That's another discussion. Um, but yeah, but when you when I started actually coding and building the app, I very quickly realized that a lot of ideas that I might have, like you should just drop it because it's not <laughs> going to be possible. Uh, like you can't stack elements on top of each other. Like you can't have a button on top or like a label on top of a button, right? Right. Or an image, a label on top of an image. Well, it can do some tricks, but... Like you can't do stuff like everything is elements are stacked and that's it. Uh, if you can have a navigation type of um, navigation flow based, right? Uh, you're gonna have uh, the 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 time, right? The actual time, yeah. like on, on the top right, of, top the, right. of the the screen, and you can have the the back button on the top left. So like you like there you have like 5% or 10% of the screen real estate like taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, for this project, I spent so little time on sketch and so much time just like crafting assets and tweaking stuff and, and compressing images and like the design work on sketch, just like just focus on design was very, 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 uh, bare bones and very fast it was like okay now i need a timer so done like i spent like right I don't know, 10 minutes on sketch like okay the time is going to be here and it's going to look like this done go back to xcode so mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy but uh well i guess yeah, that's when, what when you have to do right because it's so limited that you probably have to test like any kind of like design decision that you make to see if you're even going to be able to do that yeah 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 and when you put the developer hat on it's weird, but <laughs> at least while you have the hat on, you don't spend so much time on the little design things. Right. You really are focused on making this work. Um, so <laughs> a lot of times I just ended up like going back to Sketch just to update the design because it was already made on Xcode. Uh, like, you know what? We don't need the, all these styles. <laughs> yeah and because i was a designer as well like i knew what i was doing so if i didn't have a super up-to-date sketch file it was it was okay i knew what i wanted and how it was going to look so yeah on the design perspective it was very 
it was a very different challenge for me. It was not really UI design as much. It was more like game design, which is another thing that I have no idea what I was doing. Right. <laughs> uh, so how did you decide what was hard enough to be challenging, but not too much so that it becomes frustrating? Mm -hmm. Did you do a lot of like testing or? I did. And, and still today, I'm not really happy with it. Mm. I just, we can talk about this later, but after I shipped it, I found out more stuff, <laughs> more data, uh, which is a little bit embarrassing that I didn't test this while developing it, but we can go back to that later. But uh, yeah, so while I was doing it, while I was building the game, so I knew exactly how this works. <laughs> I knew exactly what it had to do to, to solve it and all. So I knew like I was the most hardcore user while I was doing it, while I was building it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I... Like I, I, I tested this for myself and the first version I even shipped to beta testers, like the consensus was, this is too easy. Like once you figure it out, like once it clicks with you, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, like the gameplay, <laughs> uh, like you get it. And then every game, like is super easy. Once you get it, like you can win a hundred percent of the games right. from that point on. Right. So And I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I knew that. I, I was, it was super easy to me. So I had to make it harder. And uh, the timer, that was the piece of gameplay that um, I introduced you later on. Uh, and before you had, like, three attempts. Like, you could make two wrong guesses. Uh, and I, I removed that. So basically it was on the gameplay itself, meaning the vibrations and how you turned it, I couldn't tweak that any further like i had those little notification settings the vibration settings mm -hmm. that i could use um i was set on that i wouldn't change that because i really couldn't so anything else that i would add it it was just to make it harder more difficult to solve right right uh, so i that was my focus like at a timer okay now we have 30 seconds and the 30 seconds was me being the most hardcore user at the time um like my goal was i want to I want to um, win like 80% of the games. Does that make sense? Mm. Like yeah, 80% I think that's was a good, a good number. Yeah, like for me, being like, if you're, if you're a good player, you're going to get like 80%. Uh, and some inspiration that I took was like, um, like Solitaire, the game, the card game, mm -hmm. right? Um, like that game is very old classic game uh i don't even know who invented it um but it's like it's you you're not going to win every game like it, i don't think it's even possible for you to win every game there are games that are rigged out of the beginning like yeah. there are even games that when you start you have no no play available right um in games like flappy bird which are super hard <laughs> but then like once you get it Like, it becomes easier, even though it's super hard still. Yeah. So it's that thing of when you lose, you know that, you know what you could have done different to to win it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm playing Flappy Bird or something, and, like, I lose, I, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. If I just, if oh, I, like, right, waited half a second. Yeah, that, that, that was it. That was the goal. Like, I like games that are hard, especially in the beginning. Like, they seem impossible in the beginning, but once you... Once you start playing it and get better, you're gonna get better. You're gonna be, you know, gonna make progress, but it's still gonna be hard. It's always hard, right? Yeah. So that was the goal. That was some of the inspiration that I took that I had. And again, I'm no game developer. I'm not even really an iOS gamer, really. Um, I play games like on PS4, which it has nothing to do with these puzzle games. Um, so. Right at the beginning, I wanted to make a game that I it wouldn't require <laughs> like a game designer skills. Like the game, it's it's like math, right? <laughs> And uh, like all the levels are um, like are automated. Like I, I'm not building levels. Okay, level one, the solutions are going to be X and Y and Z. Like right. this all is random, so it takes out like takes responsibility out of me. I don't need to design levels. Yeah. Um, And so, that means yeah. people can play forever and they never run out exactly. of levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to make an update with new levels, which maybe that would be good for business, but <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, not. <laughs> Adding more angles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By uh, 20 degrees. Um, so one thing that I really like about this app is like purely from a like experience standpoint is the use of a lot of little animations and transitions mm-hmm. that I find that not a lot of iOS, um, Apple Watch app do. Um, mm-hmm. So what was your your flow for creating these? Because I can see in your posts, you can you show basically the series of images uh, that make up the animation. But did you mm-hmm. really like just create one image at a time or did you use like an app to create the animation and then export the different frames? No, I designed the, all the frames, which mm. are, if I'm not wrong, it's like the maximum is 10. The game over one is like 10 or 15, not that much. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not really happy with those. Those were like an afterthought in a way. Um, I should have designed, like you said, designed the animation itself and then maybe export frames. Uh, but I, I I just like made it very quickly. And they are super simple animations. Um, but yeah, I made it a frame by frame, which <laughs> like I designed, like I had the animation on my head. I designed the first and last frame and then just like incremented it. Right. And still like first there were like 30 frames, 20 frames just to make it the animation smoother. And then it would crash a <laughs> <laughs> uh, story of my life. And then I was just like taking frames out and just like gluing the animations together. The the game, when you win a game, the little sparkly badge. Yeah. That's just, that's like a, I don't know six frames and then just repeated the animation mm-hmm. right, um, which makes it a it's smoother. Yeah, yeah I love I that think one. It's like zero, I think it's great. Zero point five. Yeah, I think uh, you scroll through the ten frames like in half a second and just repeat it something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not super happy with those. <laughs> I don't think they look awesome, especially the game over. And it was not much like. Um, you know, like I can't create the frames. It was literally, it was, I have no idea what a game over animation would look like. Mm-hmm. And those were like in the very final steps of the app when building the app. So it was like, I'm not going to spend much time here. I really can't. Right. So I'm just going to do something that looks reasonable, okay, and then ship it. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> and it's funny, you think some of this stuff, like, I actually think, like, okay, I'm going to do these animations, they look all right. But now I have something that I can improve. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, on an update. And you have I'm something gonna... in the store. <laughs> yeah, like I know. Some other I know. people who make apps never put them out on the store. Yeah, the longer I, the longer it would take me to build this, like the, I don't know, just like the motivation to actually sh- finish it, it would just drop. Um, so, and, and again, I was not doing this like full time. I was doing this when I had a. You know, a week, a less busy week, and I have a day maybe that I could spend here. Mm-hmm. And especially in the beginning, because I spent like from that first hackathon with that friend of mine, um, which we did nothing. <laughs> really, <laughs> nothing. Beer. We couldn't rotate something. Um, like it took me like three, four months to just have a little thing that scrolls when you scroll the, the, the digital crown. So it took me a while. And if I would to, focus on it like full-time every day um well now i could probably build this in like a week if i were to do it now mm-hmm. um but yeah it took me a long time and it, it you know it was a there was a time where i didn't really think much of it well you were it learning how thing. to make a, an apple watch app at the same time right right yeah i had no experience with swift whatsoever i had some with objective c but you know like bare bone like the most basic knowledge of objective c right um i wasn't able to build a full-fledged app but yeah I'm, i was familiar with xcode but yeah i was learning swift as i went along and in the past i've tried several times to learn objective c learn swift through you know online courses or grab a book and just study it and learn it and you know what that for me that doesn't work like if you're just learning for the sake of learning for me personally, that it's it's not motivation enough for me to keep going. And maybe like, yeah, I do a course on Treehouse, which they are awesome. But I finished the course and I'm like, yeah, now I know Swift. And 
I do nothing with it. And then <laughs> a week later, I don't know Swift. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Um, yeah. The, the way I learned iOS development, I, I don't know if I told the story on the show, um, but it was when uh, Sam Sophus and Josh Long uh, did the mm. execute iOS. Right. I remember that. It was, the concept was really cool. It was like, take a designer and a developer and have the developer teach the designer how to make an app from beginning to end in like two or three days, and like record mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like a super hands-on and that's like really what uh, caught my attention. And so I started listening to uh, the videos and stuff like that. And I stopped almost halfway through. I was like, you know what? I feel ready to start experimenting with my own app. And I started building stuff and I Googled for things as I went along. And I like checked little bits and pieces of the video. And then I was all set. Like I was, I was basically done, right? Like yeah. I, f- I find that there's so many people doing iOS development these days that just just any answer is already out there. Like if you know how to Google for stuff and find like the right Stack Overflow answer, you can just copy paste everything basically. Yeah, exactly. Like the best motivation is having something that you really want to do, like in this case, an app, if it is uh, Swift or Objective-C, like you really want to do something and then you learn it with that purpose, not just for the sake of learning. And that's going to drive you. Exactly. Like you can Google everything. Um, For the Apple Watch, it's because it's not like as embraced by developers as just iOS. Well, firstly because it's a very new platform, but second because it doesn't have that m- much traction really. Um, so it, it it's a little trickier to find resources uh, online for uh, Apple Watch. But most of the stuff that they do, it's not actually like Apple Watch specific. It's just Swift, yeah, uh, related in a way, right? Um, so you, you, yeah, you can search for another edge case, like another example of something you want to do, and then maybe just like tweak it to fit your own needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the, the most invaluable resource was just the WWDC sessions, right? Um, because that's where they really uh, shared. Basically, because WatchOS two was when like everything changed, right? Um, so it was when the, you could start building native apps for the watch. So yeah, that was awesome. Uh, a lot of sessions is just like really inspiring. Even if a lot of ideas that I had was just watching those sessions, like they show something that you can do. And I was like, huh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And put it in the they game. give so many hints as to like what interesting things you could build with their technologies at WWDC. It's really worth listening. Even I think for designers, mm-hmm. okay, even if you don't have an interest in code, just seeing like the different possibilities that the new features add. Um, Cause I think a lot of them aren't even mentioned in the keynote. It's just like mm-hmm. little things that you pick up and you're like, Oh shit, I didn't know you could do that. Um, and they even have like a bunch of uh, design talks too, right? Oh yeah, I don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen these ones. Like, there's one on prototyping. There's one on um, mm-hmm. like designing for the watch and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's really cool. And um, this year they're they're going to be stream- streaming them live. Yeah, super excited. Which is really cool. So I'll, I'll probably be following uh, as they go along. Yeah, like uh, I don't know for like three years now. Or four. I was still in college, so for a while, uh, even though I was not a developer, even though I was not like I was not interested in the technical aspects of of uh, iOS and all, I still watched like most of the sessions, and I just watch it not because I w- I was gonna like I want to use that code, but just because seeing like use cases in new technologies that they release, it's gonna make your mind race like it's going to start thinking of possibilities oh i could use that to do that right yeah and yeah and and you just become familiar with some terms and some technology so even though i wasn't a developer uh i wanted to build an app someday so uh, i wanted to make myself familiar with the terms make myself familiar with the technologies that we're using um so i think even if you're not a, a developer just take a look at some of the sessions and again like you said i this year and i feel that Year after year, there are more, there are more sessions targeted at designers, not so much developers. Um, yeah, 
there was this one this year or last year. Uh, it's like layout and animation techniques for the Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's where I took a lot of cues, a lot of inspiration for some of the animations that I ended up using. Um, because again, like the platform is so limited that everything is a hack, <laughs> really. Um, and they share a lot of hacks, which is funny. Like, you, you know, maybe sometimes you think that Apple doesn't want you to use some APIs or something in a way that they were not intended. Right. But they themselves hack a lot of stuff to make their own apps work. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool just to watch it. And I'm, just because of, of it, I'm super excited for this year's WWDC. I think it's going to be a big one, which is a little bit off topic, but yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Now that we've covered more of the design side, let's tackle the huge beast. So, <laughs> as like... If if anyone has ever tried to make an Apple Watch app, it's the process is pretty much like constant frustration and like fighting against yeah, it's horrible. the the entire framework to make what you want to make, right? Mm -hmm. So wh what are some of the like things that you run into where you're like, oh wow, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, uh, there are a lot, and some of them. I was able to go around. Some of them I was not able to go around. They're <laughs> still present. And there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but yeah, like stuff like, uh, like I mentioned, all the design elements, they are built. Like they are stacked, every single element. You can just like hide them or not. Uh, the only thing that you really can use that breaks this paradigm is to set an image as a background of a group. If that even makes sense. Right. That's really the only way to put something on top of another is have a background image did you use that um, technique a lot yeah i had to like uh, the dial itself that rotates that is a background of a group which takes like 90 of the screen and um it's not a like a image that is a background is like a, a series animated images mm -hmm. 100 to be exact so you are scrolling through that and you are really changing the background image um So, so yeah, uh, the button itself, like in the middle, the round button, that's, um, that's not an image, that's like a button and just have to, infuriating enough, you can't change the, the, the border radius, like the corner radius in like storyboards or whatever. So you have to set it. If you want a circle, <laughs> you have to set that. Um, and then like most of the, every element that I could draw with code and quoting, um, I, I would do that just for performance reasons. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that was one which I'm. That was interesting enough for me that I'm planning to record a Sketchcast episode on that. Just like sharing some of the techniques, like you can actually design for it, and I, that could be interesting not only for designers who would like to build their designs on watch, but really for designers who are just designing for the Apple Watch, and they are not going nuts, so they actually know what they can do and how how stuff works yeah um that could be that could be interesting so so that was one um like a, another f fundamental part of the app of the game is the vibrations and i was like okay let's uh, make vibrations and then you have like a list of i think it's like eight different they call it notifications so you'll have notification up down success right. failure alert stuff like that So those are the notifications that the vibrations that you can use. I can only choose uh, between these, right? There's no yeah. like custom. No, you can't design a vibration. Um, yeah, so you had those at your disposal, um, and I wanted to pick two vibrations that are that are similar enough that it wouldn't be like super obvious which one is which, mm -hmm. but then that they are different enough so you can actually tell them apart. Right. Are paying attention, right? Uh, so I do two like direction up and direction down. They are exactly the same. Um, I even have like a placebo effect. Like I was <laughs> convincing myself that they were different, but no, they really aren't. I spent a lot of time like trying to <laughs> trying to tell them apart. Um, and so because those are notifications, you have a vibration and you have a sound associated with like a little sound effect. Um, so I, here I was all happy and I was building my app and I was calling these vibrations when you do certain things. Um, 
and the game worked and I was like, yay, the basic gameplay is done. And then a beta tester, like way later in the <laughs> development uh, progress, like uh, a beta tester said, hey, this is making a little sound when you <laughs> when you <laughs> scroll through the solution. Whoops. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch because... that either. My watch is always on, <laughs> on silent. Yeah. Like, see, no one. Because we use our watches uh, with silent mode on. I mean, so we never hear these Who would want to have their sound on? Like every single time you have a notification, you get bing. Well, yeah, some people, I can name a few, that actually were like, hey, uh, what's up with that? So it was super oh, embarrassing. Like I, I, had, I had no idea this would happen. I just got an Apple Watch the other day. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know you could like mute it. So mm-hmm. like he was like, sitting on his computer. And like five times an hour, you get like, <laughs> bing, bing. It was like the so annoying until I told him, yeah. no, you should probably put it on silent. It's like, what? You can do that? <laughs> yeah. See, even it's not like super obvious, like, even like for a new user, yeah. I think. Not just Earth's nerd does read the manuals and stuff. <laughs> Who does that? Anyway. Uh, hey, you want to know a new one? So that was, I mean, I talked about it. I wrote it in the case study, the, that little episode. But there's a new one. So... You know that you have settings for the strength of the haptic feedback? Okay, yeah, I guess. So what's your, your setting on? Do you know? Uh, where do I see this? On the so watch on itself your watch. or in, on the phone? Yeah. Uh, on a watch. Well, maybe you can do it on a phone, not sure. Uh, so if you go no, to settings. So if you eventually find the settings app, okay, then you scroll to sounds and haptics. Okay. And they have a little slider that says strength. haptic strength. It's on Max. Yeah. Mine as well. I, I actually don't know what's default. I'm going to assume it's the middle one. Probably. Uh, but Yeah. But I have it on Max. Always did. So, yeah. I just discovered after shipping it that some people don't have it on Max. And <laughs> if you do have on the, mo- the, the subtlest one. Is that a word? Subtlest? Subtle. Subtle. The, mo- most, the, subtle. More, the most subtle one. <laughs> Uh, the game is like almost impossible. You can't tell them apart because it's so subtle that, uh, yeah, you can't. There's really no difference. So I was like, hey, uh, well, nothing is, I can do really. Pro mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really good. You're yeah, and there's, kinda, there's no way for me as a developer to know this thing. Like, I can't tell if a user has a watch on silent or not. Mm-hmm. So it forces me to say, like, uh, have a little alert mode saying, hey, turn the sound off. Or, I don't know, like maybe I'm going to add a new one for, maybe on the phone, just like a little tips and whatever. Like change the strength of your haptic on settings. Can you detect um, what the strength is? No, you can't. Okay. Uh, for 90% of the questions that you're going to ask me, like, can you? It's The answer is no. <laughs> on the on the web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot what, what the question was. Cool. So... Any other things that you want to talk about in in that section? No, I learned a lot that like NS user defaults and storing <laughs> data. Yes, states. this is what I do for every app I make is put everything <laughs> in NS user defaults. I know, right? Because it's like everything else, core data. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything else it. just adds a layer of complexity. It's that too easy. Like it just works. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, for people who have no idea what you just said, NS user defaults, it's a way for you to store information locally. It's basically uh, a junk drawer for apps. It is. So you you could use like core data or any like any database system to save information like uh, like most good apps do. Uh, but for example, in this case, like the number of wins, number of games and the, the percentage of blah, 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 all of that I'm storing this NS user default, which is like a little, a little storage place that you have on every device. Um, but for example, like there's no sync, of course. If someone buys a new watch or buys a new phone and installs a game, I have no way to port that, like those stats, for example. So yeah, that's that's what NS user default is. Well, but yeah, just like debugging on this is a mess because it's so slow and there's really no good way to track what's happening. So. I, Right now, I have a couple of crashes that I have no idea what what's causing them, 
and where I even begin because I can't replicate them. So this as a platform, the watch is a very, very hard platform to, it's a first gen product. It's very slow. Things crash for no reason. And of course, users are going to blame you. So I already do have a couple of reviews saying, hey, this crashes. What the hell? One star. And uh, I'm not saying that I can't do anything about it. Like I can always make my game more stable. I can always find and squish bugs. But there's a limit. Like the the device is slow. The device itself is going to crash. And yeah, there's no way like I'm going to take the blame. And yeah, it is what it is. Every app crashes. <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah. I think like there has to be like some sort of memory management thing that's not working well or something, and it just mm-hmm. crashes for no reason, right? Yeah, I bet that you, like if you do have a lot of apps, opposed to someone who has like a couple, a handful, they they have to be, you know, taking space on the memory, so that has to influence things. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was basically it. Cool. Um, so that takes us to launch. Mm-hmm. So what was your strategy pre-launch? Like, did you had a plan in mind of how things were going to go? Before I started thinking how things are going to go, I thought how things are going to feel in a way that how do I position myself as a developer, as a creator in my app? So because I'm an independent developer in this case, and because I, I was, this was a one-man show, I, you know, like in the game, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you see like by my name, like this is me. Every piece of copy, I say I and not we, mm-hmm. right? So I really positioned this like this is a product that I made. This is me who made it. So yep, like if there's a if there's a contact form, like you're not contacting Break the Safe headquarters. No, it's like you're contacting me, <laughs> Rafa. Right? I'm gonna read this. Uh, Break <laughs> um, the Safe Industries. So I yes, <laughs> limited. <laughs> uh, so I really want to position that, uh, not because I think this is a superior approach. It's just because it's something that I can do. It's something that uh, not a lot of people can do. And it's a position that maybe I won't find myself on this position again, like in the future, right? Um, and I was really proud of this. So I really targeted, I sold myself as the person behind it. Um, and of course, this is nothing new. Uh, if you take an example like Overcast, it's Marco. And you know it is on all the copy. Uh, it's injected with personality. Uh, David Smith as well is another big inspir- inspiration for me. Um, you mean underscore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mr. Underscore. Uh, and another huge inspiration for me, it was really, uh, it's the app and the guy behind it that kind of like influenced the most designing the iOS counterpart of it is uh, this guy. Um, do you know this game called Black Box? No. Have you heard of it? It's the most original game I've played on iOS. Uh, it's a game for... I don't know if it's available on the iPad. I think it's just for iPhone. Um, I rarely but it's do like, play games on my or on anything for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, me too. Uh, but this game is like it's a puzzle game, super original. Like you have a series of different puzzles that you have to solve, and most, if not all, of them you you solve them without touching the screen. Hmm. So, for example, uh, there's this one puzzle where you have to like make a noise and then silence. Right? Is there this one puzzle where we have to uh, turn the volume all the way up and then plug some headphones, stuff like that? Ah, this is interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. There's this one game where, and all this is, it's not obvious. Like, hey, turn the volume all the way up to solve it. No, you right. really have to think outside of the box to really nail the solution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, uh, this is a very recent game. So it was not like, uh, I, I found it while developing Birthday Safe and really changed the way I, I loved it. So the developer is Ryan McLeod. McLeod? McLeod? Ryan? McLeod? No. M-C-L-E-O-D. Yeah, McLeod. McLeod. All right. That's so Ryan, uh, he does the same thing as I just mentioned. Like he really sold himself as the creator and this is me. And it was a very informal um, copy, right? 
Uh, and I love that. And I, again, was just one other inspiration on top of it. So, yeah, so that's what I did. And then to even go a little step further, not only talk about myself being the one that made this, I wanted to share the story. So I knew that I wanted to write a case study. Um, not only because I, I love case studies <laughs> and they are so hard to write, really. Not while you do it. If you really think it through, like beforehand, if you plan it, I think it's it's more doable. But like if I wanted to write a case study now for Sketchcast or something like old stuff that I that I've done, it's very hard for me, really. Even just to get all the documents and screenshots, like along the way, see the progress and all. I think it's hard. But for this, I wanted to do that. So, again, I set up a website, very simple website. Um, I really took the Apple Watch design language to the extreme. <laughs> so, uh, like all the buttons, I recreate the buttons like on the web. I have a, back, a black background because you have to really... Um, I use San Francisco as a typeface, so I really like embrace the, that design. Like, right. The 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 Apple Watch design is for the rest of the like materials, black background, um, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You you really have to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wrote a case study and like not only to, you know, I think this 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 happens to a lot of people. Like if you do read, like in this case, if you do read my case study. It's just another trigger for you, not only just to download it, that's not really the end goal, it's just to connect with me as a person, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe you're not even really interested in a puzzle game for Apple Watch, but you wrote, I mean, you read the case study, like you are familiar with my journey, you know now that I've been working on this for a couple of months, you know how, like the hoops that I had to go through, so it's just another connection now that I have with with the user, with the player, right? Yeah. So I really like that. I like to, I want to connect to people. I want to break this safe. safe no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break this this safe. wall that's, <laughs> that software is cold and, you know, inhuman. Like there, every software they use, people, humans wrote it, right? So that was the idea. Like <clears throat> make this human, make this yours in a way. Yeah. So I did that. That's how long did it take to write? Mm, a day or two. Okay, that's pretty good. Because it's a full a, day. Very in depth. <laughs> um, and it really takes everyone through exactly like what the journey went, like from the beginning to the end. Well, One thanks. like little <laughs> tiny detail that I love about like just the design of the website. Mm-hmm. Is the band that's like sticking out at the bottom? Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's just like a tiny thing, but it just looks so nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and when to create sections, I'm sick of which I have it on my website, but I don't know if when I can do something different, I just do it for the sake of being different. And sometimes that's not like good design. Do what's best for the product, but you know. Like, uh, for example, now I'm redesigning, this is way off topic, I'm redesigning uh, frames for a new version mm-hmm. um, yeah. to go with a couple of new features. Saw a sneak preview and it looks awesome. Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's very, it's not materially, but it has a lot of shadows, has a lot of depth and animations on the touch and stuff, which is very different. Like on version one now, frames, it has no borders, no shadows, no, just like, one mm-hmm. color and whatever. So and would you say, like, is that the best for the platform? No, it's just like a different design approach, design language. It's not right. like it can be good or bad. So every time I can do something different just for the sake of being different and just to be something new for me as a designer, like, I really never worked a lot with shadows. Right. Um, so, like, let's do it. So that was the same for this, like, website. Let's do something like just a scroll thing. That's why I didn't cut off the bottom of the band, I guess. Cool. Uh, what was I saying? Okay. Yeah, that was it, right, for the case study. So once you had your case study, um, I guess, did you reach out to some people in advance? Uh, yeah, I did. So uh, I had like around 100 beta testers. Wow, that's, that's a lot. That was cool, yeah, that was okay. Um, and it was, 
I never really like I didn't reach out to people while beta testing. It was I just put a, a web page. I think I tweeted about it and stuff like that. But anyway, I don't know how because I really did zero marketing. But uh, someone at uh, TechCrunch picked it up and on a review for a separate game for the Apple Watch, they mentioned me and linked to to that to my web page. Oh, nice! So I guess that brought up more more users, more beta testers, right? Um, so I already had a couple members of the press. I think I should mention the, like which <laughs> websites, but, uh, yeah, I had a couple members of the press already in the beta test program. So they kind of, they were familiar with it and they were testing it. So those, some of those people, I really didn't need to reach out again. I did, but you know, that helped to get some people, some attention, um, but then when I was ready to launch, I did reach out to some people. And before I go into that, a couple of advice for someone in this position. And this may be very obvious advice, like, well, duh. But if I could go back, I would do this differently, which was I reached out to the press after submitting the app to the App Store. So I submitted it. Um, that's going to take me like a week, two, maybe, if everything goes well. Uh, so that's... When I reached out to the press, that's what I mentioned. Like, hey, the app is in review. should be out this day or this day. Um, and that really bite me in the ass because rejections and I had a couple setbacks with the App Store approval process. So that really, like, it created another level of stress. Like a couple of people, people from the press saying, hey, so when's the launch date? Right. And I really couldn't give them because I was, you know, I was waiting for the for the app to be approved. So if I could go back or if you were in this position, submit it to the app store and when it's when it's approved because you can say like don't launch it, I'll do it manually. Mm-hmm. Um and then set up a release date and then contact the press. So I would do that differently if I could go back. Um so what I did to reach out to the press and this is new. I've never really done this. I never really released a product like a mainstream product that i could reach out to the press really mm-hmm. so this is new i'm not sure if this is like the best way to do it or a good one even <laughs> um but what i did was i read a lot of websites um listen to a lot of po- uh, podcasts so i do have a handful of people that i really wanted to reach out to right uh, a couple of like idols of mine and some people like john gruber of course and Jim Dalrymple, uh, Federico Vitici, I Mike, <laughs> Mike Hurley, uh, right? Like Stephen Hackett, all right. these people that I listen to and read every day. Um, I wanted to do something special for them. Of course, I always I also reach out to you know, TechCrunch, Mac Rumors, Nine to Five Mac, and all those as well. So, what I did was for those special people, uh, what I did was I recorded a very quick video like a minute minute and a half uh it was just like a vlog kind of style you know mm-hmm. very informal and edited and i wrote a very short script and i literally just said hey um this is me i made a game for the watch this is why i think this game is cool and new and this is why i think it could be interesting for you so if you're interested let me know and i'll you know, I'll put you on the beta test list and, you know, so like on the email, I reached out to them on email. Uh, I uploaded the videos to YouTube, like unlisted because, so like they are public, right. but only yeah. if you have a link, you can access it, right? Um, so I wrote a very short email again, because I know these people are super busy and they get pitches of new apps. All the... Did you follow the CGP Grey uh, rules? Oh no, maybe I should. <laughs> it's like, start with what you want. And then, like, do the introduction after. Hmm. So basically, yeah, it's like... Well, I guess I kind of did. It's like, I made this yeah. app. It does this. And then I am like, Raphael, I do whatever. And here is like, mm-hmm. more information about it. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It was more like, hey, I know you're busy. <laughs> I made this. This is, like, the, in one sentence what it is. Um, and I made a very quick video for YouTube to watch right Mm -hmm. uh it was like it would be easier just like to see the one minute video 
and I also added it in like a couple of gameplay video so you can right. see it in action. Uh, then just for me to write a long email explaining everything, how it cool. works and all that. So it's like, hey, this is it. Um, this is what it is. Here's a video. If you're interested, reach out back to me, right? I, I don't want to feed him more information. Like I'm going to assume if he's not interested, he's not going to answer back. And I don't have to bug him with a lot of, or even me, I don't have to spend more time writing stuff <laughs> on an email if you're, if you're not going to read it. Um, so I did that. And the feedback, a lot of these people didn't, like, never reached back to me. And super understandable. Like, I wasn't expecting John Gruber to answer, really, to reply. Right. Um, so, but one of them who did was Federico. Um, nice. Like, he, he liked the, he said it was one of the best pitches he's seen in a while. So that was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was happy with it. And that's pretty much everything I did for, like, press-wise. Oh, also, I've put together a press kit page. Um, I think that that was pretty... I don't know where I've read it. Somewhere. Like, um, someone's explaining, like, w what a good press kit would have. Um, so I have a lot of information, links, the App Store, the case study, all that, a very short bio um, of myself. Uh, a very short description of what it is. Um, like one single download zip, like for a Dropbox, to get all the screenshots, app previews, icons, logos, stuff like that. And also, like for people like Federico, uh, they're probably working on an iPad. You don't want to just send a zip file. That can be a little bit, like, not ideal. So I also put yeah. all those assets in the web page itself, like simple image. Um, so I did that. Uh, I think that helped. That's a great touch. <laughs> Unzipping yeah. zip files in iOS is not it's great. It's horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then I reached out to, you know, like these people. And some others uh, sent an email. Um, now, on lunch, so we are recording this on Wednesday. So I launched this yesterday. Um, so far, I don't have that many numbers stats to share still because itunes connect is so slow like refreshing right um so i could follow up on this and maybe share the number of downloads and i don't know what happened definitely uh what i can say is i had a review like on launch uh on nine to five mac um which is it still feels pretty crazy to have <laughs> i love uh the author's tweet about it uh yeah let me do you have it yeah, he said that it's the only saving grace of the Apple Watch right now. So that's very nice of really him nice. to say. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Um, um, it was awesome. But I then mean, the, the title of the article is Break the Safe, a creatively frustrating Apple Watch. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That can sound bad, but not for me. Like, Yeah, no. It's, that it it's is. a totally game. It is. It's like Flappy Bird is a horrible, infuriating game. Yeah. Fun to, to play. Anyway, so yeah, I had that review, uh, 9 to 5. Um, Federico, like I know, he asked me a couple more questions later. I don't know, like he, so far, like there's only been one day. Um, he haven't wrote it on Mac Stories. I don't know if he will. It's super fun if he doesn't. Um, but yeah, like I haven't been monitoring this as close, like today still. So I really don't know what happened. Uh, like I don't have stats again. I do have Google Google um, Analytics on the website on the little landing page, uh, but on the review he mostly links to the App Store like directly. Right. So I don't know like if I can really take any guess out of these numbers. Yeah. Uh, what I do know is that I also posted a case study on Designer News and it stayed at the top for two days. Nice. And again, that was linking to to the case study, and I got five thousand hits. Wow! So that's, that's okay. Pretty good for two days. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's cool. You were on Product Hunt so, too. Yeah, I also posted on Product Hunt. Yeah, and that was mostly it. On Product Hunt, you got. Here's a tip: if you're posting on Product Hunt, uh, if you can, of course, don't cheat your way into it. But if you can post your products in a separate category, like separate from tech, which is like the, 
the basic, the, the classic one, um, you can get pretty far in the list uh, with less upvotes. So, for example, we, like here in Layout, we sometimes we posted the, the episode on Design News and you posted it under the podcast category. You mean on Product Hunt? Yeah, what, what was I saying? Designer News. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Product Hunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we would like maybe like 10 upvotes. We are like way on the top of podcasts, right? Because it's such a small category. Yeah. And that can get it to ranks. So for this Break to Safe, I posted under games um, and I got 50 upvotes, which is cool. But like it was the number one games, I guess it was a slow day for games. Um, so that put me on the rank, like on the homepage. So... That was cool. And I really did nothing else. I, of course, tweeted about it, but you know, I'm talking about this on podcast. Maybe it helps. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that, um, that was it. You, uh, you got a notable uh, upvote on Product Hunt. Oh, yeah. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Wilson Miner liked it. Wilson Miner. I was upvoted. like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Made my day. I re- yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to say about that. It's, <laughs> it's cool it means oh he i don't know if you saw it uh then i later i posted a screenshot of <laughs> wilson's upvote yeah and i said something like hey my career picked or something and then he wrote back like saying he liked the the case study yeah so that's awesome then i collapsed on the floor <laughs> and i wake up the next day <laughs> so good news you're still alive and you I didn't am. retire okay. yet not yet i bought the boat though (laughs) (laughs) awesome um Um, something that i didn't mention maybe i should could be interesting or not um the business model for it i went with a free app with donations (laughs) and i am expecting to have like zero (laughs) dollars in my bank account from this um but it was uh the right thing to do i guess Mm-hmm. You you know the imposter syndrome? You know that? Yeah. Oh, God. Of course. Everyone knows yeah. it. So, right? Yeah. So I, of course, I suffer from it every day. And it was like, who am I kidding? I'm not a game designer. I'm not a game developer. I'm not even a developer. Why am I charging? I can't charge for this. And then a lot more reasons came into play. Uh, like, this is an Apple Watch game. But because the App Store is the same, you really, like, you have to download it the ios game and then sync it with a watch so if i had a price up front for the game if like you like there's this possible scenario where you don't have an apple watch but you see the game maybe download it you pay for it and then you can play it and then i would get flooded with emails saying i'm a douche and negative reviews and all that so that was just like a layer of stress that i just didn't want in my life that and the fact that again a little bit close to that imposter syndrome because i'm not like a super confident developer really um if for example the game had like it was super buggy and had a lot of crashes if i charged money to people like it's another layer of responsibility right Right. so this is a free app like if it doesn't work who cares like you didn't pay for it just move on um and also you're not stuck maintaining it forever (laughs) Like, yeah, that's true. If that's tomorrow true. you're like, I'm moving on to another thing, mm-hmm. you don't feel bad for not keeping the, the app updated. That's true. That's true. And I thought about having in-app purchases to new game modes or something, but um, given the time that I had and given what I ended up having, uh, there was really nothing that I could remove from the basic gameplay you know to to put a an app purchase in front of it that yeah. would make the game still enjoyable that I, and that i would be proud of so i ended up just going with the donations really like completely free you're really getting nothing back uh not even updating your label which is something that i should do like i should have something saying that yes you donated yeah. if you donate it just says like thanks Operation successful, done. So I that's something definitely that I should do. Uh yeah, so that's it. That was it. Yeah, you should uh maybe tweak like the the apps colors or something. Like do um 
you know, like change, like fade colors in and out, like do a rainbow style <laughs> uh, <laughs> set of images. Uh, it might confetti, be hard like with the way you're doing it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, cool. Oh, you have no idea the the trouble that I had to make that video in the background. Oh, and, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And don't change that. Anyway, that's something that I should like. I, I had a couple of people asking me on Twitter if I could open source this. The app? Not really. Not the whole app, but maybe some of these things that I, I really really had to struggle to make it work, like this background video or the 100 image uh, scrolling on the watch, stuff like that. Maybe I should open source, like those, like create a demo project in Xcode and make that public. Sure. Why not? Yeah. 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 Should do that. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else as like closing thoughts? What was your experience developing your first Apple Watch app like? It was awesome. I loved it. I have so much fun nice. coding and building stuff. And I really had so much fun doing this. Uh, and we can bitch and moan because it's so limited. You can't do anything. But uh, it really it really makes you think outside of the box. Like... Like that, I can rotate an image. Oh shit, I can do the game then. No, you really have to think of shortcuts, other ways to do it. You could just go around problems, and you know, designers are problem solvers. And I had to solve a lot of problems on this one. <laughs> so, would you say that designers should code? All right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> we are layout.fm on the web, and we are at layout.fm on the Twitters. And in our profile uh, bio, we do have links for our own personal Twitter account. So you can check us there and follow us and give us a mention and high five. I'll high five you back. I don't know about Kevin, um, but I'll do it. I'll give you two high fives. (laughs) Oh, crap. And uh, if you want to send us some feedback, Twitter is really the best way to do it. Or if you want to write a longer piece, um, feel free to to reach out to on on our website. There's a, a contact link uh, thing where you where you can click <laughs> and um yeah we read all emails promise so yeah thanks kevin see you next week bye bye